Perhaps I was talking when I should have been listening. No matter what happens, you've got to hang on. Johnny, relax. Now you give him everything he wants, you understand? Now let's see what happens when we mix these two elements together. Ladies and gentlemen of the jury, you are now listening to the Relentless College Entrepreneur Podcast. Welcome back to the Relentless College Entrepreneur Podcast. It is season four, episode eight. Today, we're gonna to be talking about a book that I currently read, currently, I just finished, and it's The Two-Hour Job Search by Steve Dalton. And I wanted to address why am I doing this? It's kind of going away from business and stuff like that. I definitely just want, my main focus is self-improvement and just to help people. And I know I don't have to explain that because you clicked on the episode, so you're very curious to hear what I have to say about this. And I'm gonna be summarizing this book which is basically, in an essence, going to be helping you finding your job or internship. And I feel like this will go a long way. And it's how I actually got an internship in California, which was one position. There was only one position, many applicants for it. And I'm able to advocate for this, this strategy, so to say, because I went through it. I didn't use this exact strategy because I didn't read the book, but I used something similar talking to people that I know and when job searching. And I'll be putting in my tips and things that I did in order to land the internship that I got in California. So jumping into it, the first thing is simply applying to job postings online won't lead to a job. And basically what this goes into is that companies are swamped with applications online. And there's resume readers basically that will weed out the bad and then get the good, what they're looking for. And at the end of the day, you don't want to be a part in the first place of the weeding out system. You want to have a solid resume. That's the first thing. You got to have a solid resume. And another thing is having a solid LinkedIn because using the strategies I'm about to say uh, in the following minutes are going to be crucially important to have a LinkedIn. So what are we going to do first? We're going to make a list of 40 employer companies or employer companies 40 companies that you're interested in so you want to don't set the the sky's the limit you don't want to set your bar down low so set it high if you want to work for google tesla amazon whatever it may be you want to set the bar high so you might be asking how do i make a list of 40 so we're going to be breaking them into 10 so there's going to be four groups uh, that we'll be making so with the first list which is going to be 10 and these are going to go in tens um you want to think of your dream employer so again like a dream place for me i have is tesla uh, working higher up in amazon you know innovative companies that i'm interested in that i can use creativity in and it's not a job that do this and that and this and that and this <laughs> type of ordeal i want to go with my flow be creative and do what I'm truly passionate about. And before I get into the second list, I think it's very crucial when feeling your dream job, it shouldn't be salary-based. Although it can be a consideration, 100%, it should not be the reason you're applying to that job. You have to be passionate, and I'll get into later why it's crucial to be passionate because you're able to stick out way more being enthusiastic about that company, and you know more, so to say. But we'll be diving in a little bit into deeper uh in a couple minutes. So the second list of 10, you wanna make a list of organization that employ people like you. So this might be 
potentially finding someone on LinkedIn that you think was like-minded and see who they work for and then write, try to do that list um, making 10 companies. And the third list of 10 that you're gonna be making is from websites such as indeed.com. And note 10 employers that appeal to you that are attractive. And it should be, again, that you're passionate about them and that's why they're gonna be sticking out and you're gonna, and it's gonna be, you're gonna be a strong asset when applying or getting, later on we'll talk about an internal reference and that's gonna go a long way if you're enthusiastic and you're super passionate about what you do. Lastly, search for trending employers. So that could be people that are coming up with new things. I know I've said it once, but like Tesla coming up with new cars, so you might be interested in that. Whatever is trending, try to write from list from that list of trend online, just do a, a basic research, trending companies, and then come up with a list of 10 from that search on Google. So you need to find an internal advocate at the potential employer that you're looking for. And I could go, it's funny, I already shot this podcast episode, but it came out to 26 minutes and I'm like, I could be way more concise. I feel like I, although I wasn't reading from my notes, it felt like I was stagnant and like reading things obvious and it was a boring podcast episode. So I came back and I'm like, I wanna redo this. So I'm gonna be pointing out the important stuff. And one of the most important things to take away it is the most important takeaway is that you need to find an internal advocate at the company, like I stated. And the biggest statistic, if you're not listening or paying attention right now, definitely open your ears right now because this is one of the important statistics. Research has confirmed for every person that is hired by the U, uh, New York Federal Reserve through the online process, 12 people were hired through internal referrals. And the New York Federal Reserve basically keeps track of like the employers and companies and stuff like that. And it's super important, it's a 12 to one ratio. There's one person getting through online applications and there's 12 getting in with internal referrals. Now you have to think about it. The companies have thousands and thousands and thousands of resumes to go through you possibly don't even want to go through that process and applying and it is way easier for companies to get someone to their job when they have an internal reference so if someone that works for the company is like hey this guy is interested or girl they're interested in so and so job i think they'd be really good for the job and blah 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 and you want to find that advocate that will vouch for you because that's gonna be so much easier and you're gonna be a thousand steps ahead from someone online. Again, that 12 to one ratio, it's significantly different and you will, you are way more likely to get a job with someone that's internal and works for the company that's able to vouch for you. Now, you might be thinking, well, what if I don't even have a person for the company? That's the key thing with using LinkedIn. You have to scramble through alumni that have gone through your university or organizations, there's many clubs. Maybe if you're not in a club, get in a club and start looking for, you know, you gotta, you gotta get in the game, especially in LinkedIn, and start making one and making it stand out, for one. And you're gonna be, the key thing to take away is just getting in contact with the alumni. And because for all those 40 employers 
that you're interested in, you don't, I know you're not going to have one, you're not going to have an internal resource, uh, resource person that will be able to vouch for you for all of those. So it's very important to use LinkedIn as, uh, to find that advocate that you really want. So moving on to another main point, it's a reality check, honestly, how motivated are you working for them? So you should come up with a simple score. So you have the list of 40 employers that you're interested in. Now you're gonna be ranking them three to being the highest that you like. You really want this job or you wanna work for this company to one being the least favorite. And, you, and that's gonna help you weed out because it's very important to make that list of 40 and then you come down and you're more concise with a, a list of 15 to 20, maybe even 10, that you're super motivated and enthusiastic about. Because once you go through the interview process, if you're not being enthusiastic, if you don't, you're not showing an excitement, there's gonna be someone else that's super excited and really wants the job and is super passionate about what they wanna do with the company that's gonna get the job over you. So it's very important to be passionate about what you're applying for at the end of the day. And you're gonna stand out way more than other people if you're passionate and the employer can get off those vibes like, this guy really is interested and we'll be getting into a little bit more with researching uh, about the company a little bit later and that was really a big thing that helped me get the job in California or internship. So why would we use the three tier system with the three to one? And like I was mentioning, and I just wanna state, is that human beings are not very good at making qualitative judgments, but we are good at comparative judgments. So once we're comparing these companies and three to one, three being the highest again and one being the least, so you have all these threes and then you have a couple twos and ones, that you're not as interested in, and then focusing on the ones that you're super passionate and interested about, which are your threes, is gonna help you coming down to a concise list, and that's very important. So, another key thing is to keep an eye on job websites to see if your favorite employers are hiring. Because, and another thing is you don't wanna driftly go through Indeed.com or LinkedIn for job listings or any other website without your list because if you go in and because I've wasted so much time we want to be as productive and efficient with our time as possible so using this strategy is going to help you a lot and it's very 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 crucial and important to stay on your list and don't be looking at other things because what inevitably happens which has happened to me you end up searching for an hour or two and you didn't look at the jobs that you were interested in, yet you looked at other jobs you were curious about. You're like, oh, this job has a $120,000 salary. Um, I'm very interested in this. And then you don't even like the company. It's just a waste of time because you gotta stay to your list and be disciplined to your list at the end of the day. So once you have that 40 and you've moved it down to the three, to the top tier, and then you find out which companies are hiring and it doesn't even have to be a position. You could talk about, to, you could ask someone that would advocate for you um, if there's a potential job opening because it would be a lot easier. They don't even have to post it if they can just find someone right off the bat. So you might wanna get in contact with an alumni or a connection of yours and family, friends, whatever it may be, and that will be able to vouch for you and ask them if, if you can't find a, a listing online, if they're potentially hiring within the near future. So 
we, as you see, we've had a list of 40. Now we're breaking it down. We have our top three. We have our top companies. So it comes to a list of 15, 20. Then you look at companies that are hiring. Then you come down to a list of potentially 10 or so, or maybe even less than that, or maybe a little bit more than that. So what you can see here is we're being super concise and we're prioritizing our time and we're being super efficient. And this is coming, this is breaking down and I'm super excited about this podcast because this is what I'm doing currently in order to find my job. And I, I've been going through the interview process of or fellowship and I'm super passionate about this job. It's a, it's a company that you, that's, um, you work with startups and well-developed companies as well for two years. It's a two year contract basically. And you work with companies, five different companies. So you're going all over the place, but you're working with executives and stuff like that. So I'm super excited about that job. That was on my top three tier list. And uh, I'm going through that process right now. So back on the main track, you can see with this precise method, you should follow w these internal advocates and that are gonna vouch for you. And you might be thinking, okay, how in the world do I get in contact with these people that work for the dream company that I'm working for? So it's time to go on LinkedIn or other social media profiles to help you find them. This means doing a little detective work, which to be honest is something most of us have gotten pretty good with, with technology nowadays. So the goal is to find two potential contacts from each of the top companies of your list. Now you might be thinking, Hunter, why two? As the book describes, quite simply, not everyone's gonna reply to your emails. You, have, you increase your chances of them answering once you put two instead of one person that you're getting in contact with. So you should make a list of the people that you're gonna get potential contacts that you wanna get in um, contact with. The first type being anyone who is functionally relevant to the job for which you are applying for. The second type are fellow alumni or members of an unshared group such as a fraternity, sorority, or club that you're in in college, or worked for a previous job if you're not in college, whatever it may be. Third type are employees who hold a position one or two levels above one that you're applying for. And the last type is being someone who recently been promoted. The last two really stick out to me. The person that's been recently promoted, which you can find on LinkedIn, which is why it's gonna be key, uh, and you can see their job updates and what, how they've been ranking through the company basically and going up in their levels. And the other, which was the third type, being very important, someone that's a level or two above the entry level job or whatever job you wanna apply for because they are higher up, they probably have a say in who's getting hired. So. Finding those people is going to be crucially, crucially important. So in any outreach communication, you need to be very concise with your message. Again, being very concise with your message. This note is super important for someone that will vouch for you. And first, you're going to need to have a 75 words, limit yourself to 75 words when giving a message. And you might be like, well, that sounds pretty short. Well, you're writing to a complete stranger, be in their shoes, put yourself in their shoes. You're writing to a complete stranger. It should be something that should fit on their phone if they go on LinkedIn or email or whatever and look at the message because they don't know you and you don't really know them. You're outreaching that th this is what the whole point of this is. 
And second, don't mention that you're job hunting right away because they most likely will know that you're interested in a job. Usually when you get in contact with someone you don't know, you're asking for something for the most part of the time. And so people can take the message away like, okay, they're wanting something, but it's very important not to say that you're job searching because then you sound like you're hard selling. You're like, oh, I, I really want this job, blah, 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 blah. You don't want to hard sell. And uh, that, that will literally turn people away so fast if you try to hard sell yourself to a company or getting about someone to vouch for you. So the third, state your connection to them within this message. So if they're alumni from the university, if they're a member of a LinkedIn group, or if a family worked with them, friends worked with them, whatever it may be, make your connection with them so they are into the message basically. Not everyone's gonna do it to the average Joe and talk to him and try to vouch for them. If you have a connection, it's gonna be a, go a lot longer. And then fourth, make your request in the form as simple as possible with a direct question so they feel obligated to respond. Once you have an open-ended question, such as, let me think of a, a question, like what should I expect from the work culture and the game design department? So that's like an example. So you want, and then also don't state your achievements. You don't want to, like you're writing to a complete stranger. You don't want to come off cocky and like you know everything, trust me, I've had my fair share of that, um, especially reading so much. I, I come off, I feel like I, I know more than I really do and I can come off cocky and I realize that and that's very important starting with step one. Anyways though, it's important to realize that you're talking to a stranger. You don't wanna boast about yourself. Matter of fact, you wanna bring out their accomplishments. That's very important because then they're more attuned and they're more interested uh, according to the book I read, How to Win Friends and Influence People, very crucial to call people by their name and ask them to talk about themselves or talk about them. People love being talked about. Put yourself in their shoes or think about you. When someone talks to you and like points out your accomplishments or questions like things that uh, you're doing and stuff and has general interest in what you do, you're way more likely to respond and be happy about to help them or whatever it may be. So we're getting towards the end now. So once you have secured that person that's going to be an advocate for you, now it's time to prepare for the interview. And again, don't hard sell yourself because you'll turn them away. No one wants to hear someone being hard sell, hard, hard selled. Um, instead, think of it as a chat in which you are super curious about the professional world. So that's gonna be very important. First, you need to learn about the company itself. That's researching, going on the company's website, looking at their core values, their mission statement. And I wrote down notes once. I was applying for the internship in California. I wrote down a bunch of notes like about the company. Like I went extra with it, but I wrote down like a page or two about the company. So I, I go into the interview informed and they know, because some questions, I've gotten the question in interviews, oh, what do you know about the company? What interests you about the company? And I'm like, well, I saw your core values or your mission statement, and I really liked that it said blah, 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 blah. And it will point to them that they know you did your research and you're serious about the job. So that will make you stand out 100%. And do your detective work with the employee that's 
going to be interviewing you. Usually they send you an email or give you a call real quick. Hey, I'm blah, blah, blah. I'll be interviewing you. Go look at their, go look at their LinkedIn profile. See if you can make connections with them. You see if potentially with the interview, you don't want to talk too much about them or ask them questions about their personal accomplishments and whatnot, but you do, you can sprinkle some in there. You don't want to be try to take the entire interview to flaunt them because that gets nothing accomplished, but you can like, Oh, I, I saw you were uh, a swimmer and you won state. Uh, didn't you guys win state at Ball State university? So, so year. So doing research about the employer to make that connection will make you stand out from other people that are looking at the job. So your goal at the interview above all is to accomplish report and ask relevant questions that can't immediately be answered by searching online. Because I learned if you have good questions that also perks up um, the person that is interviewing you's ears. And if you ask them a question, now you don't want to say like something that will completely stump them, so to say, or a very complex or technical question, but this should be like topics about corporate culture or trends about con uh, trends your contact is following or any advice they have for the company and why they were interested in the company, like what interests them about the company, asking about from their perspective, why did you join the company? Or you don't want to ask like, what's the company's values? Because that's online. You don't want to state anything that's online because then they realize that you're not productive with, you're not productive with your time and you're not as interested or motivated, so to say, within this job as so-and-so is because they did their research. They know all the questions that they could have asked. So you want to ask questions that are very, very hard to find online. But then again, not getting too technical. So you want to have that happy medium. So in final summary, to search for work effectively, you need to limit your choices. Stretch your options by listing 40 target customers, then focus your effort only on those. Crucially, you should look for the internal advocates at each. This is an essential step in the modern job market. Then to connect with an advocate successfully, write a concise note asking direct and open-ended questions that will demand an answer, and then eventually leading you to the interview. And then you're a thousand steps ahead of the other people that have just applied online. Again, key takeaway being that statistic, for every one person that's hired online, 12 people are hired from referrals within the company. Super important. That's a huge, that's the biggest takeaway, is finding an internal person. At the end of the day, if I could summarize this entire podcast episode, it'd be, Find an internal person that can vouch for you. And you're going to be a thousand steps ahead of the other people that are applying online. So actionable advice that I will tell you is use Excel. Use Excel. Uh, make a list of 40 and then you can – it's a lot easier to work with than just writing down, uh, so to say. So get used to Excel. Write down a list of 40 like we said. And you can go back to the podcast when – you're maybe listening to this walking in the gym or doing homework or something. You're kind of currently busy, but when you get time, it's very important that you spend time looking for your job because this is potentially your first job or maybe it's a, your first couple jobs, so to say. 
with my audience, with my audience, I know that they're, most are from 18 to 22. So I know you're gonna be job searching. And then another one is 30 to 34. So people that listen. So if you're not already looking for, potentially you're not even looking for a job, but you're interested when that time arises. So we can take away a lot of things. And this applies to both people in college and people that already have jobs. So I hope you enjoyed this podcast episode. With that being said, we will be queuing the outro. This has been the Relentless College Entrepreneur Podcast. Catch you guys next time.